0: Hi, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's March 28, 2023, and we have a, a old friends back with us uh, today, although I haven't met Ron yet. Ron Nazoy is my guest today. He's the CEO of the National Association of Secondary School Principals, and NASSP hasn't been on for a while, so it's a pleasure to be back in touch. Thank you, Adam, over there. And uh, we're, we're going to work together, I hope, a lot in the future. It's just so great to have the National Association of Secondary School Principals. We work closely with the National Association of Elementary School Principals, NAESP, okay? And I know they're working together, Ron and his group and Earl Franks and the NAESP group, okay, in Advocacy Week for working as principals carrying the message of school principals to the folks up on the hill so we're going to have a nice conversation with with Ron today and talk about what's going on over there. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. ACE-ED.org is the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Okay, if you go over there you'll see this podcast and the podcast link every podcast we do is over there our magazine Equity and Access. Okay, plus a lot of other information, everything we do over there is free, so please Go over and check it out over at ace-ed.org. I think you'll be impressed. I know we are, and we do it every day. Okay, without further ado, Ron DeZoy, I'm Larry. Welcome to the show.
1: Aloha, Larry. Thanks very much. Uh, it's great to meet you. Uh, I really appreciate you you uh, reaching out to connect and can talk a little bit about the work that you've done and doing and, and the work that we're doing here in partnership with NAESP.
0: And you do, you guys do great work all the time. It's just a pleasure to have any and SSP back here. And well, you, I know you're in Washington. You're working with Earl. Please tell him if you see him today. I said hello. We we work together a lot. Oh,
1: uh, well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was just with him and said, "Hey, I got to go and talk with these folks." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I tell Larry I said hi." So uh <laughs> you said hi.
0: Okay, but I will say it quite simply, and he'll laugh. My favorite trumpet playing band director. He's the best.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I guess we've we gotten him to get on stage and play his trumpet, but we're working on
0: it. I, I think you need a concert from Earl Franks over there. Again, Earl's great <laughs> over at NAESP. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he should blow the horn like Gabriel's coming up the steps of the, uh, of the Capitol as you're going up there for the advocacy. By the way, before I forget, I want to mention one of your uh, colleagues. Over there. What did I do with it? Here it is, okay. I think you know this lady, Melissa Schindel. Oh yeah. From Maryland. yeah and yeah, Melissa was just named the NASSP two thousand twenty three advocacy champion of the year. And she's the principal of Greenwood Middle School in Green in excuse me, Glenwood Middle School in Glenwood, Maryland. Okay, so congratulations,
1: Melissa. She does good work. Anything you want to say on that, run? Well, yeah, no, she's really a, a, a perfect example of, I think, what we're going to talk about today, which is uh, elevate their voice and, uh, you know, uh, add some real meat to the conversations about education policy and the direction and, and, and really making sure that principals' voices are heard um, in the most important policy and um uh, direction-setting conversations in our country. So, yeah, we're, we're, you know, it was a when we recognized her, of course, she was like, oh, my God, like, you know, looking around the room to see who she could celebrate, and then she realized it was her. So I, I literally told her, well, that's, that's why great. you won, because she's thinking that everybody else is doing this amazing job. And that's really, I mean, just think about it. That's just principles as you know it. They always think it's somebody else. They're always – elevating other people around them and sometimes it's nice to it's it's nice to just recognize folks that you know generally would like to recognize everybody else in their orbit except for themselves yeah, that is nice, and
0: congratulations to Melissa. Maybe we'll get her on the show one of these days. She can tell her about t- tell us about all the stuff she's doing over at Glenwood, and uh, that, and I think that's just I think that's just great. Congratulations to her. All about advocacy—that's what it is. And Ron, let's start there. You know, um, all all of the organizations go up and they advocate for education, and I think that's important. I had A G C the Gifted Children's Association, on just yep. this morning, and they just did their advocacy conference and all that sort of thing. And I work with a lot of the associations and I think it's great that we get leaders together and do it, but as principals, particularly of secondary school principals, middle and high school. Okay. Talk about what's on the mind of principals as they go up those steps and talk. And I know, I know a lot of it is the same and it's overlap, but it's good to drill it into the heads of all our congressmen and senators. Okay. But just talk about the principle specifically, what are you guys really advocating for?
1: Well, Ron. well, first of all, back up a little bit here. Um, sure. You know, the reason why it's so important, and this is it, Larry, I know you've been, you've been uh, uh, tooting this horn using the Earl analogy, you've been tooting this horn forever, but it's so important for principals to, Um, you know, have an opportunity to engage with their – not only their local uh, electeds and policymakers, but also at the national level, because, you know, one thing that's common – I've traveled all around the country talking with our members. You know, we all have come up in similar ways. We were all teachers. We were all that teacher, the one that our principal then was like, hey, Ron, hey, Larry, you know, need a favor? We we need this thing. We don't have the resources or the time or whatever, but we need you to take this – crazy project that we need to get done and turn it into something that you know really works for kids and for families and so uh, all of our members have been that teacher and then now that they're in the in the role you know they our members have years of experience and years they of do. training and they're you know they're, you know it they're the kind of problem solvers that are, are not common in today's world they take you know a myriad of issues and forces and uh you know uh, influence and then they whoop, turn it into gold and then deliver it back to their communities uh, with a big smile on their face. And because of that experience and that because of that years of working through these sort of unnavigable things, they are a very, very important, uh, often unheard uh, voice in the K-12 continuum because, you know, there's a lot of people that take up a lot of space talking about what's supposed to happen in education, but... Sadly, folks don't ever think. Maybe, maybe we should like ask the people who have actually put all these things together and delivered them in their local context. And, you know, only 12 – we just recently surveyed our school leaders, and only 12% of them felt that their opinion has represented, quote, a great deal, end quote, hmm. in federal policy. And, you know, this wow. is um, – in this day and age, uh, you know, with the, with folks being focused on credibility and authenticity – um, we're real excited when folks like you and others are like, well, hey, we really want to know what the principals think. So I, I, you know, I didn't mean to take us off a little bit, but I, I just want. No, to- No, you did
0: good. To,
1: to you did good. That's that. exactly
0: and, why you're here. So let me ask the question. What do
1: principals think? What are they thinking about? Well, principals are thinking about uh, two big blocks of things, and I'll start with their focus on students and the folks that serve students in their schools. They are deeply, deeply concerned, and this is nationally. Uh, and there's and there's very little separation, uh, b- you know, across political and party lines, across red states, blue states. There's very little separation here. Principals Agreed. are deeply concerned about the Agreed well-being of their, of their students, and they're deeply concerned about the well-being of the of their, of their of their the educators on their campuses and the support staff on their campuses, and you know uh, as we all know with you know the the building block of uh of health health and wellness in this country really having healthy relationships and having the supports that people need to to be able to you know make sure that they're you know Maslow's hierarchy are there are there immediate needs being met and of course you you, you more than most know how how wild this has been so the oh, the, yeah. the well-being the mental health and well-being of students and staff is is top of mind and very close to that Uh, and they're directly related, is uh, the concerns about the educator pipeline, the pipeline for folks to serve in classified positions at the, you know, um, uh, school cafeterias, bus drivers, office staff, you know, uh, paraprofessionals. That pipeline, as you know, has been seriously challenged, uh, as, as, you know, many markets, but especially in K-12.
0: And then, of course,
1: the teacher and principal and assistant teacher, assistant principal, principal, ultimately superintendent, like, our members are concerned that there's a lot of turnover at the superintendent level. And there is, you know, the, that continuity of leadership is so important to make sure that we don't get caught up in these crazy pendulum swings. And so the, the two things, mm. again, are interesting are connected, but really well-being uh, of students, uh, staff, and uh, community members, and then the impact of that on the Educator pipeline, including support staff and all the important folks that uh, help to make a school uh, the special places that they are.
0: And 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 Ron, I couldn't agree more with you on all that. And I loved what you said. It doesn't matter red state, blue state.
1: The principals
0: are concerned about their kids, okay, in the schools, okay, and their, yep. their safety and their mental health, well-being, their academic advancement. OK, and all the challenges like the teacher retention and all that that goes with it. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter where you are in the country. OK, that's that's the concern of a principal. OK, and I also and thank you for saying that. And I also agree, you know, that, that the mental health, the social well-being, the social emotional learning, et cetera, et cetera. That's a key. And that relates directly, in my opinion, to that teacher pipeline. OK, you know, that and teacher retention is just top of mind these days, which brings me to a question. This is the tough one. I agree. Those are the challenges. I couldn't agree with you more. And it was well said by you, Ron. Okay, but when 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 you carry those challenges and you do this up the steps of the Capitol or to the, you know, into their offices, what what do you ask them for? You just want them to recognize this is the challenge or or do you ask the staff members which i'm sure is or who you're talking to you might hit the occasional congressman okay but when you what, what do you propose to them what 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 are you asking them to do just be aware or actually make
1: something happen i'm glad that, it's it's so refreshing to talk with someone who really understands and so i appreciate you brother like we haven't oh, met in person man. but i, I Tell just by how you how you approach it that you are a true student of the game and that you, your oh, your heart is in, genuinely in support here. So, we, we our members, uh, you know, we, we, first thing we want to do is we want to practice what we preach and model the behavior. So we want to establish a relationship. We want to set a level of uh, bring a set uh, level of humanity to the conversation. So people people in these uh, you know very, very important and very powerful folks in these elected offices can actually get a real taste of what this means in the day-to-day. And so establishing the, you know, having our uh, our members get up there and talk about the impact of uh, the funding and policy and the impact of what it means to, to have these sources either cut or reduced or taken away, or on the flip side, yep. like what it means with an influx of of funding and support for those and how could policies be changed so really just establishing uh this is how it, it this is how it is in the real world this is how it is in the field this is how it is every day in in my school or my district yeah. that's you know, the first step and then to your point the, the next part is once to have that conversation then our members will come in and start talking about like well these are the needs that we have and these are the ways in which uh whatever decisions or policies that the, the folks up on the Hill are coming up with. These are the ways it can positively impact because we, we, we know that everybody, everyone, everyone on the Hill, everyone just wants kids to be all right and have a future and be happy and healthy and successful and confident in themselves and have a future and can problem solve. And so it's really trying hmm. to take away all that politics and focus in on what we all know to be just good human characteristics and behavior and making sure that, that folks understand that this is really about making sure that every single person that our members interact with, uh, that we help them be better tomorrow than they were today. And uh, it, it's just, so it's just really a, um, an opportunity for our members to go and connect on a, on a real grassroots level, but then also uh, talk about what kinds of needs uh, they have and, how, and, sugge- and share the suggestions with their respected elected officials about How, you know, we're not experts in, in, you know, congressional policy and that. We're experts in school. So we'll we'll lay it out for them so that they can understand, like, oh, okay, maybe we could shape a policy this way or maybe we could uh, tweak the bill or tweak the, Mm -hmm. uh, the resolution in that way so that it can better meet the needs of folks. And really, that's, you know, that's what this whole purpose of us advocating on the Hill is for.
0: Yeah, and, and and I hope they are very receptive to it. And I and believe me, I understand, you know, every group in the world, the Cement Mixers Association also walks up there once a year, okay? And, and your yep. congresspeople are going to be polite to them as well as they should be, okay? So they can't be jacks and jills of all trades. They, they, but it, this is important, and the one thing about education, it affects everybody. And it's the one thing that everybody in the United States has in common, we all went through this, OK, yeah. And and, you know, it's it's something that we've just got to really jump on and, and make it happen. Something else I have to ask you, and I have to put this show in a little bit of historical perspective because so, people listen, you know, it's a it's, it's, um, podcast. A lot of people listen on archives. And today is the day after that horror in Nashville. OK, yeah, mm-hmm. yesterday, where where that uh, that person whose name I shall not ever mention. OK, walked into school and killed six people. Three of them were children. All right. And it's terrible. And we, we all know that. OK. Uh, and you're with the whole group now and the principals, boy, I'll tell you, talk about a teacher pipeline and all this sort of thing. As you talk to your group, A, it affects them emotionally, but they have yeah. to carry that emotion. Okay, and and I feel so bad for the folks in Nashville, but they they have to carry that emotion up to the up to the hill. And what's your thoughts on that? Just and also just on school safety from your group's point of view from the NASSP.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, again, going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right, like safety Hmm. and security, fundamental human needs. And so, uh, you know, we we are a a nonpartisan, apolitical organization, as I we orient around how can we best help kids become the best versions of themselves. And so, and how can we help the folks who serve kids be the best versions of themselves? And so we go up there and we don't, you know, we don't get into, uh, you know, you should do this and you should do that. We don't uh, around the spaces that we are not experts in. We're not experts in gun control and all, but we do talk about the implications of safety and how important it is for uh, you know, at a fundamental core of humanity that people, like, you know, what are we talking about here? That, like, people have to be prepared for, uh, it seems like every day this week, you know, gun violence, and this, come on now, like, this is, yeah, let's, crazy. let's step our, our political lines and let's not get into that kind of conversation. Let's just talk about every child, every educator, every family member, every person who... Uh, goes to school, went to school, uh, uh, drives by a school, deserves to be mm. safe. This is this is not something that uh, you know nobody, it's a basic nobody, human nobody right. absolutely that wants that. And so we're just trying to remind people, like you know, the political fights are the political fights. Y'all stay over there and do that. But please, please, <laughs> please, please, please protect the sanctity and safety, school, because for for many of the students that we serve. Uh, you know, many of the students that we serve in this country, and, it's, and sadly, that percentage increases, which you know more than anybody, every year it just keeps, it keeps going up, uh, of the uh, percentage of yeah. children and families that are peril and at risk. You know, as more and more Americans go through this every day in their daily lives, the, the absolute last place that they should have a concern about that is in a school. And so, Absolutely. Can we, just, can we all more. just figure out how to put down our, you know, our uh, put down our fights for a minute and just step back from all of that and just talk about what can we do to make a school safer and our and our members were talking about that very thing uh, b- before I stepped out to join this call with you. We're just yeah. talking about this very thing that people could do to make sure that their schools were you know more in more uh engaging more family oriented more you know like just how can we be more welcoming in schools so that people feel like uh you know, they can leave all that stuff outside the school wall and then come in and then really participate in some open and honest dialogue about how do we help our kids just be the best versions of themselves.
0: Yeah, we have to do that. You know, it goes
1: back to what you said before.
0: You know, ever uh you know, and I just want to say this, you know, Na- the, the horror in Nashville yesterday is all over the news. It's all over the newspapers. People mm-hmm. are talking. Okay. Kids hear this. They, they may not be in Nashville. Those kids are traumatically you know, they're, they're just, they have to go through a lot. Okay. Having lived through that, but every kid mm-hmm. knows about this. Oh, uh, no, you know, it, it, colloquially, every kid knows about this. Okay. And it's scary. All right. And when I was in school, I mean, the thought of, oh my God, the thought of having a lockdown, it, it doesn't even make sense. It was from the realm. when I, I went to school a thousand years ago, but you know, it, it, all of this, Okay, has to do with the way teachers teach. Principals have yep. to lead teachers through this in these crazy times, yep. and and they have to deal with kids who are traumatized by this. Whether it have God forbid, it happens at your school, but whether it happens at your school or not, all right. And it, it's it's a tough road to hoe oh, to be a pin, principal these days, and especially after COVID. Let's add that into it. Too. You know, and on that note, I have to ask Ron, what's the, what's the principal, and I've heard stories, but you'll know better than me, what's the principal pipeline like these days? How are you advocating to get more people to become principals?
1: Okay, because
0: well, that, that is as hard as getting somebody to become an, a teacher. It's, it's not out there right now.
1: Before we move on to the pipeline, I want to just add a little bit here uh, to, to sort of uh, put an exclamation point on the point you just sure. made. So uh, you know uh, our members are so sick and tired of these school shootings oh. that a, a bunch of principals they aren't the only ones have, yeah they a aren't bunch the of only principals ones. who who have unfortunately led or were part of uh these these school shootings uh got together and with in partnership with NASSP we're very proud that we we, we supported them in forming what's called the principals recovery network and this is a well, group of principals, assistant principals who have lived through, were there, had to, you know, are still suffering from the issues. And what they did was they they have gotten together and they, uh, in partnership with us, have written a guide for recovery. That that wow. when they started, when they started wow. with it, and Frank DeAngelis, the the principal of Columbine High School, is the, the principal figure I, behind I that. Heard him.
0: He's been on the show back. The, the, when yeah. it was uh, there I'll when, it, when the. Yeah. horror happened.
1: So, yeah. so they they got they got together and they 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 started out with a mission of writing a guide for if this happens yeah. because you know there's a whole bunch of things that no one no one knows about like that need to be attended to uh after in the aftermath of you know in the immediate uh you know period right after the event, and then of course years after because these as you well know these things don't go away these people, no, are, they do people are impacted for life right and and so uh, they wrote a guide for recovery with, that, that is a real practitioner's take at what needs to happen, and I was I was fortunate to be with them uh, a, a number of times. But I was with them at, at, um, on the anniversary of Columbine, and one of the one of the founding members of the recovery network came back and said, "You know, uh, it, it, if you if you we originally wrote it in." In, in a way as a react, you know, here's what you do as a response. But if you if you flip the perspective on it, it really could be a guide to proactively address the, the kinds of things that you have to reactively address after such an event. You could proactively – and so you, you take that very same guide, but if you change your lens to it, it could be a guide to how you create the school culture and the systems at mm-hmm. the school yeah. that people – really yep. feel connected. So, you know, no, every kid feels like there's a connection to – a meaningful connection to an adult. You know, everybody has systems to, to feel like if they have a – if they're going through something, they know who to reach out to. And so, I, I, you know, just wow. a shout-out to the, the uh, Principals Recovery Network because, uh, you know, and, and we said, like, it is, a, it is just a terrible thing that a bunch of principals have to write a guide like this Yes, yeah, that's the world we've been living in and living through, yep. and so you know, if 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 somebody needed a resource, if, we're, we're very proud that that resource comes from people who've been there, done that, and you know, unfortunately have all the scars and, and uh, experiences to, to prove it, and so um, that that so that's, that's that on, on safety. So your your Thanks question that about the pipeline, like the pipeline, like like the teacher pipeline, is challenged, and, and I was uh, fortunate to be be talking on a panel. Um, that involve teachers and superintendents and uh, school board members. And what what I said to the group was, uh, just remember that your your teacher pipeline is also your principal pipeline yes. is also your superintendent pipeline. Yes. So boards, uh, organizations that that have it, know that they need to invest in the whole thing from soup to nuts because all of us as as I mentioned earlier in the in the show, all of us as principals have come up through the teacher ranks, and so exactly. we wouldn't be in our, as principals and, and uh, assistant principals had we not started in the teacher profession. So, uh, you know, as uh, we, right now the principal pipeline, uh, two things: the principal pipeline is is challenged because one, there's over an overall shortage of teachers. People have seen what principals have been through, you know, being vilified and uh, you know, and people frustrated, understandably, but, you know, principals are their friends, not their enemies, and, you know, our principals, as you all know, nobody goes into education to be rich and famous. They go in because they care about helping others, and so, you know, the stress on them and our members and the and folks that we're thinking about or in the early stages of, of uh, you know, pre-service training, the stress on that pipeline is really, really profound because, people want to come in and do this because they care about others and they want to help other people be the best they can be. But then they're like, wait a minute, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get dragged through the mud and treated this way. And so that's the challenge. And, and, and then ultimately it's, it's really challenging because our members are talking about like, Hey, I have a great superintendent, but they're, they're leaving because of this, that, or the other, they've had enough in direction at the, at the, at the school board level. And, you know this pendulum swinging back and forth, as you well know, is not what our country needs right now we need to we need to stop the radical swings from one end to the That's next right. and stay focused That's on right. moving the middle let's, let's let's get focused on everybody centered around kids, which is why we're all here and so the pipeline challenge has been uh, continues to be a, a, a rough one and uh, you know thankfully lots of folks are talking about how can we you know how can we incentivize it and how can we and, and our, our stance is the TV or you went to school 20 years ago does not qualify you to be a yeah. school leader. It takes years That's of right. training. And, and, That's and frankly, right. myself myself is the first example. You've got to make a couple of mistakes along the way before you learn to, to hone your craft. And so, you know, we need this time and space here. Uh, we do not want to have unqualified folks. We, you know, that, that is something that our association feels very strongly about is uh, principals it's hard work to be a good school leader, and it's hard work to be a, a good public servant. And folks right. need the time and space to be able to be, to, to be trained and a safe space to make some mistakes, you know, before they quote unquote go live with it. And so we're trying to find all these ways to, to never lower the bar, but provide more opportunities and supports for folks to develop their skill set perhaps uh, quicker than they might have anticipated Uh, give them more experiences and, and, you know, uh, more condensed than they, than it historically would have been. You know, when I started as a principal, the back then it was like, you spend the whole first year just trying to understand what's happening and building relationships. And you all know that like, you know, nobody has a year to do any of that now, right? You got to jump right in and you have to, you have to be motivational, motivational, supportive and smart and, and all of that, like on day one. And so, we it has it has it continues to be a big stressor on the um, the pipeline. But the second point I want to make is, you know, you've seen our surveys where our members have said they're stressed out. Fifty percent of our members just surveyed said their mental health uh, uh, and well being uh, challenges are are exacerbating. They're, it's accelerating their desire to say, Hey, look, I'm done. I'm throwing in a towel. But what was really 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 refreshing and inspirational me was. All of a sudden, our members started talking about, wait a minute. I'm stressed out. My staff's stressed out. But if I leave, then who's going to do this? Yeah. And so as as every great educator has done and will continue to do, say, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to put all that in sort of the back burner, which is not healthy, but it is necessary. I'll put it all in the back burner because I have to be there for my school community and my kids, my educators and my campus, the support staff on my campus. Because if I, if I, you know, throw in the towel and walk out the door, then who's going to, who's going to lead the school and who's going to help the kids keep moving forward. And so. That's right. And and, uh, and what you said,
0: what you said before, I'm going to stop you for a second. What you said before. You know, you can't just bring somebody in to run a school. You can't just bring somebody in with no experience and say you're now a teacher. Okay, that's why we have education schools and and, and principal training and all that sort of thing. And, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't want you to say anything because I don't want you to get involved in politics. But, you know, in certain states, I'll say it that way, they are they are. Getting overly involved in chasing teachers and principals and superintendents out of the profession, and they think they're going to be easily replaced, and and your point is so well taken, they are not easily replaced. They are not, okay, and just ask anyone, okay, about that. And, you know, there are districts I know of that have to hire uncertified people who just want to try teaching. They Maybe they they never went to college for it or anything like that. And those people last about a year if they last a year, okay? That's not the way it works. And your point was well taken. We don't, if we don't, learn a lesson from this. We gotta get we gotta make teaching a, a, a an important and relevant and well paid profession, obviously principalship as well, education, I should say. Okay. And that way we're gonna get the right people into it. Okay? And we gotta get this politics out of it. I know you're up there on the hill this week, but they have to understand this. They have to understand this. They're chasing the good people out. I'm very concerned about this and I think you're probably concerned about it too, Ron. You know?
1: Oh we are we are and yeah. um I, I agree with you that like you know this the education system in our country is based on the the making sure that we have a healthy democracy right exactly. that people can can uh, uh and think on their own and make their own decisions and you, you know be be good good be kind to each other and treat each other with respect and I mean those are the respect. fundamental va- American values so we're not trying to fight with anybody, right? We, yeah. we, we want parents, exactly. parents. We just want You know, know that's the part we just kids. want to teach they, your kids. They, yeah. They, they, parents lived like, uh, through it in the pandemic. They know how hard it is to teach kids, and so, you know, there was a there was a yeah. um, there was a groundswell of that for for a minute, and then you know, uh, <laughs> you know, what happened after that, I'm not commenting on, but but yeah, you no. know, I think we just need to get back in touch with the acknowledgement that like this is not something that you can just you know, watch a YouTube video and go do tomorrow. This is a yes. profession that's training and support. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years of development and practice. And as, as I said, frankly, uh, making some mistakes along the way, to which, you know, having right. a learner's mindset on how to get better, um, these things take time. And, uh, you know, uh, but we're not asking for forgiveness. We're not asking for – we're just asking for, like, okay, hey, can we all get behind this? Because it is in everyone's best interest for us to – make sure that our schools bring out the best in every single kid. Yeah, well, you're not kidding. Hey, Ron, I wanted to ask you, you know, you
0: mentioned you were a principal. Where, where are you from? How'd you get involved in the association like this and become CEO? That's really cool. That's a nice
1: well, a, trajectory. I've been a teacher, principal, district superintendent, state deputy. I'm from the uh, uh, the 50th state, the law state, Hawaii. Ah, I'm very fortunate Aloha. there to be to be aloha. I was very fortunate there to be mentored and raised by outstanding. Uh, as a as a teacher, I was mentored by outstanding teachers, and as I had an amazing principal. And then as a as a, a I, I never wanted to leave the uh, classroom ever. It was the best job <laughs> ever, and my people who I I love to this day. Uh, sort of tricked me, quote-unquote, Trick Every educator, every principal or assistant principal knows what I'm talking about. You know, she gave me the speech. Well, imagine that you're doing such great work with your 150, I was a secondary language arts teacher, so you're doing so, such great work with your 150 students. Imagine the, the difference you could make if you, you know, supported a whole bunch of teachers in a school to do the same thing. And I got, you know, dragged into it and, and then loved, loved the principalship and then uh, ended up, well, anyway, long story short, ended up uh, yeah. being a district superintendent state deputy. Um, and, you know, my my mom and dad were both public educators. My mom an elementary wow. school teacher for 40 years. My dad was a, a secondary teacher and coach and uh, administrator, principal, and, and then central office guy for almost 40 years as well. And my dad, used to, my dad raised me around this in, in, in the Hawaii vernacular. He used to tell me all the time, boy, remember, no kids, no job. Don't you ever forget. <laughs> and so – so, you Great. know, I just tried to be the best person I could possibly be, keeping kids at the forefront of it all, and then I just ended up, uh, you know, to, I was a member of both NAESP and NASSP, coming wow. up as a profession because we were back then that that's if you if you're going to be a professional, then you need to be a member of your professional organization. We are not a union, as we, you all know, we are a professional oh, organization that. that elevates the practice and showcases and elevates the practice of the principalship. And so, I I was a member of that, and so when it when uh, the you know the folks reached out and said, hey, would you think about coming back to NASSP? I was like, dude, this would be talk about being able to give back to people who helped me become, you know, I, you know, marginal or okay, you know, uh, okay uh, educator and okay uh, school leader. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's no brainer for me to try to give back to the organization. Wow, how long have you been there with the uh, CEO? I've been there. I started in, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a pandemic CEO. So I started in December of 2020. So it's been a little over two years now, I think. Uh, um, and it, it seems like, you know, it seems like yesterday and then it seems like, you know, dog years too. It seems like, you know, 14 plus years, but it also seems like I just started yesterday. Wow. And, and you know, I think it's a wonderful
0: trajectory the way you've you've moved up on that. And I always find Hawaii fascinating because there's only one school district in the whole state. I always find that a, a fascinating right. thing. They didn't even break it up. They didn't even break it up island by island, which I found amazing. This is the whole schmear as though well as one district. That must have been odd when you see it now, that when you come over to the, to the contiguous 48. Yeah, that must be weird. We're,
1: we're a tiny state, you know, uh, a tiny state in terms of population. Uh, sure. But – are if we when we when we flip our hat around because we are unitary uh we're also the ninth largest school district in the country and so wow we didn't know that we we uh hawaii's success first of all great educators in hawaii and and folks that that are heroes to me to this day like uh but we our success was Acting like a school district when we were a state, and acting like a state when we were a school district. That literally, that literally wow. was the, the, the best leverage both. Wow, it, it's it's so interesting, and I'm so
0: glad you're in the position you're in now. You're doing a good job, my friend. You tell we got to leave, but you tell Earl Franks and your group. Oh, also to Adam Lane, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago from Maine City. I know oh, yeah. he's with you. Yeah, he's he's there, this other
1: up with adam a few minutes ago uh, or earlier this morning so yeah i'll tell him you said hi and i'll well, tell said him everybody said hi him. he's
0: a good man that you said he he's a good up man there and, and, blow he's, his and he's done a great job you know something something i remember from my conversation with him he has worked hard as a principal to make friends uh, with, with you know to to get to know his congressman literally okay and 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 really work with the person okay so that the person understands the needs of Haines City, who who they represent, and I thought that was very impressive. He's a good man, Adam. So tell him well, I said I, hi.
1: I don't I, you know? I'm, well, we're we're on the radio here, so I, I'm I'm sure I'm going to get this number wrong. But he told me that one of the things he's most proud of. One of the things he's most proud of is he's now got. I think it was. I think it was fifty something. It could be forty something. Uh, language arts teacher, right? So not so good with the number here, but. He, <laughs> that it was, between 40 and 50 of his staff members are graduates of his school. Yes. Former graduates of his school. And I literally told him, man, you don't need to tell me any other indicator. You're doing a great job because if people feel so connected to your school that they come back after school to serve at your school, you did a great job. Yeah, And my standing
0: joke with that is that you can always get teachers, kids to come back and become teachers when you tell them. You know, when you do that, you can call all your teachers by their first name. That's the fun of it, okay? <laughs> That's the fun of it, okay? Hey, like the, on. I, we'll, do, we'll do more. Oh, we'll get laughing. together, and I know you're busy down there, so thank you for being with us today. This was great. I loved it.
1: Hey, look, I just, again, thank you. Thank you're you welcome. for continuing to shine a light on on the things that matter in education. Larry, I appreciate, again, I appreciate your your knowledge and your expertise and your passion you. for education. Uh, keep up the great work, brother. Thank you. Thank you, back
0: back at you, my friend. Okay, we'll talk again soon and have a good time. Okay, with the gang, go advocate, have fun, get it done, get All it right. done. All right, Aloha. Take care. Aloha. Aloha to you, my friend. Be good. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Hey everybody, that's great. Be back in touch with NASSP. Ron Nazoy is the CEO. Okay, thank you, Adam Davis, down there for uh, helping me put this together. And this is great. And hello to Earl and hello to Adam, etc. Principles are important and. Uh, he was dead on right. you got to have experience to do this job. We can't just put warm bodies in there, okay? It makes a difference, okay? And that's what we're going to be talking about a lot. This, this teacher-principal pipeline thing is very dangerous, and they better understand the importance of this in D.C. and every state capital. I'm Larry Jacobs. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org, and thanks for listening.